Hey, Dr. Mike here. Have you ever heard of biohacking? Well, it's a thing if you want to live forever-ish. Stay tuned to learn how. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Welcome to Live Forever-ish, uh, Dr. Crystal Biohacking. I, <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> I'm all in, Dr. I, uh, I, I know you would be. No, I, and I, it, it definitely, it's an intriguing word, biohacking. At the end of the day, um, we're going to be talking about this, but it's the idea of hacking's one's physiology, biology, right, for improved health. And not, not just improved health down the line, but even like right now. Right. Improved health now. And the key to biohacking is analyzing data, making adjustments. So it's not just eating well. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's actually it's actually putting numbers to that. Right. You know, and saying and following that 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 information and mm-hmm. making a adjust- Yeah. I don't know if you would consider this, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing the ketogenic diet. Right. Yeah. And I've told you I'm measuring my blood ketones. Mm-hmm. Is that part of this? Absolutely. Every every three or four days I measure and I see, OK, it's it's up. Good. Absolutely. If it's down, maybe for a couple of days, I really kick in low carb. Yes, Dr. Mike. It's understanding that one things you can make specific changes very in like what you're doing with with the ketogenic diet. This is something very targeted, specific, and knowing that it can make you a better human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's it's letting it's letting real numbers. Oh, I, and because we like that, right? Because. At the end of the day, if you can if you can be objective mm-hmm. about something, not just subject, that doesn't mean being subjective isn't worth it. Like I feel better, that's fine. Yeah. But but what are some numbers that go to that? Absolutely, and knowing and using the science and using the technology, and again hacking the biology when you when science shows you, hey, the brain seems to run a little bit better. You're at peak performance yeah. if you're in ketosis. Then it's the next step, you hack it, and then you take over. <laughs> you take over that that's that bi- bi- biological process, yeah. and that's that's what biohackers are doing. Yeah, and well, I can take over. It's my body, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's. I think that's a great message, Doctor Mike, for everyone listening. Biohacking number one is not just. It's understanding that you, to a certain extent, right? Yeah. You have control over certain biological aspects and and taking the steps to harness that control. Yeah, and and the technology is growing, it's making it even easier, right, mm-hmm. to do. You you listed some old school biohacking um physical performance right there, you could look at weight, you could look at even just how much weight you're able to lift, you can look at um some lung par- parameters, mm-hmm. how you're dealing with oxygen, yes. right? We've been doing that for decades. Absolutely. I mean, that in a sense, that's bio- that's biohacking. Energy levels, immune health. Uh, you could look at, um, you know, CBCs, mm-hmm. levels of cytokine. I mean, we, we can do all that now. That's, in a sense, biohacking, right? I think so. Yes, it's people who realize that they don't have to be the average human. They can... Like maybe go towards the the state a of being a superhuman. You see it in movies. Human. You see it with the elite 
military forces, like the special forces, and they go through all this training and they learn how to not react in difficult situations. They can control their heart rate. Like, so it can be done. And even that's biohacking. Yeah, I tell you what, man, what they go through, the physical stuff, but it's not just that. Having someone in your face yelling at you (laughs) as as you're trying to not drown in water. I mean, that's, that's some hardcore stuff. Anyways, um, new new things, and we're gonna we're gonna do kind of a, a biohack roundup. These are kind of things that are out there you could be using. But new new school is you know gene modification is 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 coming along. Um, I, I don't know you. I think you feel that's a little bit further along than I think I do. Gene modification, um, things like intermittent fasting, that's that's really growing in popularity, and that's that's well studied. It's well studied, but yeah. still debated, and yeah. I and I think the debate is the long term research. So many of these well, things. That's a problem, right? In all dieting and weight loss things, it's one thing to look at. Uh, you know, a group over six weeks, eight weeks, twelve, right? And I think in, I think in most what weight loss studies 12 weeks is kind of the standard right where, where you're at at that point um, the problem is when you start to extend that you really have to control the people in the study That's because hard. they start going everywhere right <laughs> and then you go another 12 weeks and everything's messed up you know why because no one's following your instructions anymore that is very true so seeing the effects of these things over Years and years it's and years. It's, it's costly, you, right? And, and you really can't follow it, right? Yeah. Um, so let's look at some biohack roundups. These are, I mean, again, when I look at this list, these are things that I that they're, that they're out there. Um, they got some good research. Is is all of this perfectly conclusive? No, mm-hmm. but it's, it's science. Nothing is ever perfectly conclusive, right? Things evolve and change. So let's take a look at this. I remember when this became real popular a few years ago, you were all over it because you had every wearable possible <laughs> on your ankles, your wrists, your head. I don't know. Sometimes your neck. Wearable technology. Oh, Tell yes. us a little bit about well, why you liked it so much. Well, it keeps you aware it's almost like the the checklist that you take it out of your brain and now it's something that you can see every day yeah. all throughout the day you know it started with the the fitbits right every day all day data data, data. Fitbits. <laughs> let's let's see how many steps you're taking I in know. a day <laughs> I, know. I know i remember we used to walk and sometimes some of our friends would walk with us and i was the all of you had those fitbits i didn't have one and the minute we got done all of you are looking oh that was 220 steps oh that i oh that mine says 300 like it oh, was like this yes. competition <laughs> of how many steps and now they've gone to the point where you have the the watches where you know they're more advanced they're tracking your sleep they're tracking your heart rate then the aura ring that's one that's pretty cool now it's it's geared up for fitness it's tracking your stress it's tracking so it's is that the one now it was interesting (laughs) i i don't even know i don't think it was you there was somebody else had i think maybe it was this aura ring and it beeped and and she looked at it, or I don't even remember who it was, looked at it, and it said, "You need to breathe." Oh, like it, like it could tell that whatever was going on, they were a little stressed. Yes. And when people get stressed, what do they do? They hold their breath. Right. Why not take advantage of it? To, to yeah. me, that is that is understanding that you are only human. Yeah. Right. Take and a breath. yeah. 
And just be reminded. Yeah. Yes. And you need those reminders. Yeah. So to be able to have this technology, you know, you laughed at my my water cup. Oh God! <laughs> that was reminding me that I needed to stay but, hydrated. But you obviously didn't listen to it because <laughs> you said the audience should know it's um, it flashed yes. like a bright purple light or something. Mm -hmm. And we'd be trying to do a podcast, and that thing is flashing the whole entire time. She doesn't even notice it. Yes. I'm like, your cup is talking to you. Right. When, when your technology, when you ignore the technology, yeah, right? What's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, that one was a little, I mean, you know me, drink water, you're thirsty, you drink. Anyways, all right. Intermittent fasting. This is another one you've done. Oh, of course. Yeah. I actually <laughs> tried this one too. Many of these I have. Ago. Yes. And so, and it can be done in so many ways. You have the the intermittent fasting where you're eating for 16 hours. No, I'm sorry. You're fasting for 16 hours, Eat, eating yeah. for for the remaining yeah. time throughout the day. And that's just one day. way. That's one way. Yeah. The other ways are the, the there's like the 2-5 way or 5-2 way or where you're eating very low calorie uh, during five days, the two days, you kind of can eat a normal diet. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the fasting one or two days a week. But what's so with intermittent fasting, um, like for instance, with ketogenic diet, I can measure ketones and I can mm -hmm. respond to ketones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what am I measuring here with it? I mean, is it, if we're really talking about biohacking, yeah. Where's the data that's helping me to know if I need to go a little longer of not eating or a little shorter? Yeah. So, Obviously, you're measuring um, how you feel. That's subjective. But you also can measure body weight and body fat composition. All right. That's so, the so, key. so these things. So you can have a wearable that could, or maybe there's one out there that that's specific for this. I guess I haven't. No, I haven't seen any wearables specific for that. These would be like the good old fashioned oh, not, strategies. Nothing wrong with getting on a scale, right? Just don't get obsessed with it. Right, but intermittent fasting, what research is showing with the data that we have now is typically if you're just fasting, you lose fat and muscle. Intermittent fasting, you seem to retain the muscle. So that's something where you're kind of gauging, am I doing this right? Am I, am am I, I keep still my muscle, keeping my yeah. muscle mass? Yeah. Is my percentage of fat going down? Is my waist circumference decreasing? So you yeah. have your measuring. Yeah, and all uh, that data is good, but don't forget subjective. Is, I, I, I really do believe, you know, when it, in weight loss specifically, subjective is important because, you know, maybe you're not at your that ob objective goal yet, mm -hmm. but hey, pants fit a little better. Oh, yeah. That's a win. Yes. You know, that's motivating. Oh, the shirt. Oh, it's a, little, it's a little looser. That's good stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's move on to implant technology. Um, this has really taken off over just really the past five, six years. Um, I, you know, I'm really impressed with like a lot of the diabetic implant technology yes. now. Mm -hmm. um, they now have both um, an implant that's connected to an insulin like syringe thing, mm -hmm. and when you get too low, it it knows how much insulin. You, so you no one you don't even have to worry about it. It literally is is taken over the process completely. Right, and it's not just like yes, it's great for biohackers. I know people who are really long. I call them the longevity enthusiasts, and they are tracking their blood sugar 
their a insulin response all yeah, day yeah, long. Yeah, they, the twenty four hour continuous graph. glucose yeah, monitors. They make a graph out of it daily. Right. Um, and so they have their goals, but the implant technology, imagine the mother with the three year old that's type one diabetic and being able to sleep yeah. at night knowing that your child is okay. It's, and you don't have to worry about the shots and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, you know, and, and again, I think that's a great, you know, the longevity specialist or enthusiast, excuse me, that are, that are tracking that sugar, tracking. That's actually pretty important because it fluctuates. And so mm-hmm. if, if you understand how your ups and downs are, you won't overreact when you test at a time when you know you're kind of up usually, right? right? Yeah. And people, if you don't know all that and they ch- they check something like glucose one time and it's 110, they're like, oh, I'm a pre-diabetic. Like they freak out on that one that one measurement, right? right. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a, a computer chip between your index and thumb? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and So like right here, like in that pad? Right. Um, and so to me, this is a little overboard, but... <laughs> Even for me. So it's, but this, this isn't really about health. This is so I don't, well, it is. I will never forget my keys because that's what you're saying. It can open doors. Well, it's, it's about one less thing to have to worry about. Meaning. So that's how you're hacking your, you're, you're hacking. It's a lifestyle hack. But what, but what does this do? Does it, it says, so you can get rid of carrying wallet and keys. So like, like a credit card information's in there. Uh, Something to open my door is in there. Oh my gosh. That's like that's sci-fi. I know. It's oh, it's here though, Doctor yeah. Mike. I actually wouldn't mind that. I have the um, the the what do you call it? The to lock my door. I have the code. Yeah. Um, and they and now they use special buttons so you can't tell where it's wearing out and stuff. So it's actually pretty good. But I wouldn't mind something where I can just kind of wave my hand over the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's now your chip that's in your on your credit cards. Yeah. So when you're it's checking in your body, so when you're checking out, you hold your hand up to the <laughs> yes. cashier. <laughs> I am not about that life. Uh, I think that's too far. But we'll for see. some people, we'll see where it goes. Um, to me, you know, I'm, well, I'm that's, not that that's, worried. That's the state they're, they're following you. They're looking at you. <laughs> um, all right, neutrogenomics. Oh. You and I have talked about this yeah. a lot. It's one of my favorite areas of research. Basically, it's it's this idea that you know, your genes aren't set in stone, that they're more like a blueprint Mm -hmm. and that how you eat, how you live, the good foods, even the bad foods can influence how those genes are expressed. Right. Food is no longer calories. It's understanding that food is information. Yeah. It's information for your genes. It can turn genes on, turn genes off. And and you are. It's pretty cool. You are what you eat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you have a genetic disposition towards, let's say, high triglycerides, Mm -hmm. and you eat foods, um, it's so. So you think, okay, I'm going to cut fat out. Yeah, that helps. But then also, there are certain fruits and polyphenols and stuff like that that can also inhibit those genes as well that make fat. Mm -hmm. So you really, you really can control that 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 negative potential, that risk that right. you might have. Exactly, the expression of those genes. Um, let's say you say biohackers use these substances to help enhance stamina, performance. Um, you use sage as an example. Yeah, here. so those are the nootropics. Oh, we already moved on. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I, I jumped one. All right, next category, nootropics. Brain hacking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so now we're taking it from from the body and really focusing in on the brain. Yeah, and, and nootropics 
is different from some of the traditional brain nutrients in that it's really about my performance now. That's right. Versus, so 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 in in, in truth, you want to do some nootropics, but you also want to do some of those classic brain because you want to you want to keep your brain healthy for a long time as well. Right. They they're not replacing the the nutrients that's helping with the structure function of the brain, just yeah. like the the foundation of how your brain works. Now we're talking about brain power. Yeah. And maximizing. I, I wonder, like, in, so in in athletes and stuff, if they do per, uh, performance enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. they give it. So, so in, in Silicon Valley, you have all these smart guys wanting to get these patents for all these crazy oh, yeah. IT, t- and they take nootropics. I wonder if someday it'll be that, that'll be like illegal. Like you're 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 making you're taking advantage of uh, of of these things that's I don't making think you so. that's making you come up with these ideas better. I don't think so. <laughs> no, nope. it's just a thought. <laughs> um, sage, you specifically mentioned sage. Yeah, is that one of your favorites? Sage is. Um, it can modulate multiple pathways associated with health and performance. It's one where there's some research. So yeah, it's. Uh, now it's, that's that's not, one. It's worth worthy to call out. Now people burn sage. It's not the same. It's not the same, right? Yeah, no. I want to make sure that's clear. That that when you burn sage for your home. People have, say it has some detoxifying quality. That's fine. That's not what you're taking in supplement form. No, it's a totally different yeah. type of herb. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to take the sage you burn, crush it up, and eat it. No. It's probably not going to do much for you. Maybe give you an upset stomach. Right. Yeah. Um, lifestyle changes, um, meditation. Now, you, you is is this a phrase, think meditation? Or is that just you just put that like No, no, it's just the when you're when you're thinking about lifestyle, consider oh, think, think med- meditation. Oh, I, I thought there was a whole new yoga, type of meditation. Spending time in nature, <laughs> being mindfulness. I even yeah. think about the concept of grounding. Yeah, uh, you know, mindfulness and grounding have been around for decades with people with panic disorder. You want to one of the f- First things you want to do if you ever see somebody with who's panicking mm-hmm. is you need to bring them back. You need to bring you ground them to in the, the moment. Now, yeah, right. And so what you do is you have them take like your cup here, mm-hmm. and they you start telling what do you feel? Is uh, it cold? Yeah. Is it rubber? Yeah. Or is there two things there? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A, and next thing you know it, yeah, they're not panicking because they're focused on something that's here right now. Wow. It's grounding. Nice. Yeah, I know some stuff. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robson. Robson left. Um, other hacks, acquire uh, uh, therapy. That's cold therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, if there's cold baths versus actual, like, true, like, people, you can go into a true, like, chamber. Oh, yeah. But those are popular now. Dr. Yeah, Mike. they're at gyms and stuff. Wellness huh? centers. Uh, they, they, there are entire. Almost, I would say, biohacking facilities where they're doing nutritional IV, uh, uh, red light, infrared light therapy, cold therapy. It's you can go and get all the biohacks you'd like <laughs> for a, a, a monthly subscription. Yes, for a monthly <laughs> subscription. Um, that's great. So those those are those are some common ones out there. Now there are. Um, so, so when somebody hears all this, it's like, okay, what do I do? Well, okay. I'm interested. I would like to have more control over my health, Mm -hmm, my body. mm -hmm. I like the idea of looking at uh, some data and making good decisions. Right. Um, so 
where where to start? And I think we've come up with how many, like six or something, five, six or seven um, things that you can start with pretty much quickly and easily, right? And the first one is testing your heart rate, but more specifically, your heart rate variability, which is an interesting concept. Yeah, that's uh, the body's ability to manage stress, adapt, and recover. So you're measuring the amount of time between each heartbeat while you're experiencing stress throughout the day. Um, and I had this measured <laughs> one time before, and uh, and it was pretty good. But if someone is is their heart rate variability is low, then you may need to consider stress management yeah. techniques. It's it's weird because I think when you first hear heart rate variability, it's almost not, it sounds like a negative, right? but it's not. You, your, your heart should respond mm -hmm. in appropriate ways to stress, calm, you know, right. whatever. And that stress could be physical, whatever mm -hmm. that is. So a little, a little variability in that rate is actually a healthy thing. It's a, it's a sign of a healthy um, heart, but if you don't have it, that might be a sign that you're not managing that stress, whatever that is as well. Right. The heart's not changing. Yeah. And in, 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 um, in relationship to that, the, the stressor that you're dealing with, of course, resting heart rate, you see this with a lot of the wearable technology. Yeah. Um, that is always being measured. Yeah. I could probably look at my phone now and tell you on average, my resting heart rate. 79. Um, it is. Ooh, I'll have to look. Uh, to see, but uh, mine's always a little on the higher side. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in the seventies and eighties yeah. usually, and but again, that's variable, right? You know, you gotta. That's why ch checking sometimes these things, especially heart rate, blood mm -hmm. pressure, mm -hmm. consistently at that yes. at the same time. Don't 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 sit down and check your blood pressure after you just ran or extra. I mean, it's going to be higher at that point, right, right? But that's where the wearable technology comes Does in because yeah. I have my watch on all day. I don't have it on today, so it's it wasn't monitoring charged. You. It's monitoring. It's monitoring me all day long so i can go into the app and it's giving me my daily average and do you look at it every day i don't <laughs> i don't well you know when i first got my my watch i have an apple watch it um of course you look at it all day long yeah and then you realize all my numbers are pretty much the same yeah. every you time. You probably don't need, don't become obsessed. That's right. one. Yeah. Be careful. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, these are just numbers in time. Mm -hmm. And the body is very mysterious. It's very complex. Yep. In medicine, we never make decisions off one reading. Mm -hmm. That's not good clinical practice, yep. right? So be careful. That's why looking at things, and that's why I think the wearables are good. It's not so much that snap point, it's over the week. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it will it will give you that data. Yeah. Um, and you can quickly look it up on, on your phone or on the app and and so it's great. I think that's something easy. That's an yeah. easy way to incorporate. Uh, another hacking. easy one is, you know, measuring insulin resistance or, or insulin sensitivity. Yes. We want, you know, if your insulin's not working well, that's a you're on the path to diabetes. Right. So <clears throat> what this looks like is with your your routine lab tests, ask your doc to measure glucose and insulin. And insulin. Fasting insulin, right? Right. Yep. yep. And that just gives you uh, more information. 
right? It, it gives you information. Is my body, do I have to produce a lot, tons of insulin to keep this glucose down? Yeah. Or, you know, is it is it pretty good? You right. know, is it not so much, right? right? Yeah. So, and that's easy to do and it's actually cheap. I don't think adding that on a- yes on a basic blood work is, is so hard to do. Easy one to get started mm-hmm. with. Um, there's other suggestions there. Let's move on to number three, take cold showers. You can start that tonight. I know, they're great, especially in the morning. I'm not a nighttime cold shower kind of girl, but in the morning, a cold shower wakes you up. You won't even, you'll find you may not even need as much coffee because <laughs> well, I, it's I, yeah. that invigorating yeah it just it improves circulation supports inflammation and you just feel you almost you breathe differently when you're in that cold shower yeah because you're cold <laughs> stressed out i you know so first of all i don't take real hot hot showers anyways mm-hmm. i take i'm more warm meeting mm-hmm. like, and then what i like to do um like when i'm all done ready to mm-hmm. get out i'll turn it cold for like a couple minutes and just let the cold kind of Close You're the board. You're doing it all wrong. I'm always doing it. Rob saying I'm always doing it you wrong. You need to do it the other way, Dr. Mike. No, I'm doing it my because, way. Because, well, what I found, so listeners, here's what's going to happen. Once that water gets warm, it's hard for the water to get as cold as that initial cold. No, mine gets freezing cold. Okay. Well, maybe it's my house. Maybe it's your house. I don't know. No, I'm going to stand up <laughs> for myself. I need to get something fixed. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, so that's an easy thing to do. Um, improving sleep. That's something. There's a lot of... Um, uh, even even there's some, there's some mattresses now that measure sleep quality and... You know, stuff like that. So there's ways of measuring this, right? Quality yes. sleep. Yes, sleep is underrated. You always talk about things that are overrated. So many people know that they need to sleep, but just won't do it. They won't turn off the TV. They won't turn off the phones. They won't, you know, turn off the lights. Yeah. Just, or at least as the night, remember I told you for a Christmas gift a long time ago, I got a friend that dims based on where you live and sun setting and sun rising, right? Yeah. So you don't have to do it. It just mm-hmm. kind of naturally. And so by like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, it's like really almost dark. Yeah. And you're like ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like too. it's not just sleep quality isn't just getting to sleep and sleeping. It's how you wake up as well. And I think when you when you wake up, one of the first things you should do is open those drapes and let some sun hit your face. I know that that gets those those hormones adjusting. Right. That drops the melatonin. gets yes. the cortisol up. You, you know, know, my husband's the sleep police in our house. <laughs> I do so he, he gets the, the house ready in the morning uh, at night. He dims everything. He makes us talk quiet Our nighttime voices. And in the morning. That's the first thing that he does. He yeah. comes in because he wakes up early. I'm still sleeping. He wakes up. And when it's time he, to, for oh, me that, to yeah, get yeah. out of the bed, he throws open those curtains. And then I throw my head under the covers. What, what is he, what is he going to do when the kids are teenagers? <laughs> he does it to me. I know, but, well, he's going to eventually do it to them, too. Oh, he's you, doing it to he go He walks around and he goes in the kids room. <laughs> Time to wake up. And then he comes. <laughs> Time to wake those. Well, that's he, the sound of the curtains opening. We, I mean, let's give his name is Blake. Let's give him a because I, I, he used to talk to me about he struggled. That is true. Sleeping for a long time. So he's figured out something that's working mm-hmm. and he thinks it's going to work for everybody now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to move. Uh, I'm going to skip one. I'm going to move to body movement. 
Just, yes. yeah, I mean, I mean. It, a body at rest stays at rest. Yeah. A body in motion stays in motion. One of the simplest hacks. It's it's a no-brainer. Right. And, but yet, why do we? So, but why do we keep having to talk about it? Because again, most people aren't exercising at all. Let's be honest. And if they are, it's very, very, very minimal. Well, we feel like um, at least, and I do this during the day. I just have so much work to do. I'm typing, 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 typing. You don't want to step away. Yeah. But you should step during the day, step away, try to plan some walking meetings. Yeah. Um, Sweetest and- study. A Sweetest study was published last month mm. that showed for every hour you're sitting at the desk, you should get up and walk just five minutes. And guess what? Your wearable technology tells you. It's time to get up. But just that five minutes of being up and walking and doing something different, Mm -hmm. reduced stress levels, improved motivation. Yeah. um, And and they think long-term probably has an impact on cardiovascular health, cerebral vascular health, all all that kind of stuff. But at least in in the moment, you just feel better when you sit back down. Well, and so what I'm hearing you say is it's not the movement. It's not just about... In the gym, exercise, no. running. Find those little times, right? Uh, walking around the office is a great, or, mm-hmm. or if you're working at home, get to take your dog for multiple little walks. Mm-hmm. Dog mm-hmm. would love it, right? Um, let's go to number seven. I, this is one you probably put in here. Keep a gra- <laughs> gratitude journal. Now, wait. I am a full believer in an attitude of gratitude. I, you know that. We, yes. have, we have the same basic beliefs, 100%. I'm not a journal person. You are, and you're saying maybe I should be. Maybe you should. Well, if you can can program your brain with those thoughts, some people can't do it. Yeah, they they have to take a moment to write things down, and then the when you write down those grateful thoughts, when you're feeling bad, you can go back and remind yourself of those grateful mm-hmm. thoughts and those grateful moments when when you're dealing with times where you're struggling to find the light at the end of the tunnel, then you can go back and use them as a reference. So that's one of the the beauty uh, benefits. So uh, there may be a connection of journaling like that, specifically about good things, gratitude, stuff like that, generosity, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, um, to what's called neuroplasticity. There's, you know, that's just a fancy word for, you know, one brain cell by itself can't really do anything. It has to talk to other brain cells. Mm-hmm, it has to mm-hmm, connect. We call mm-hmm. those neural highways. Yes. Um, neuroplasticity is just a phrase that means there's good neural highways, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, journaling like that can help. It can. It can strengthen the connections towards uh, more positive brain chemicals or body chemicals being produced, which then leads to better health. Yeah. Like you can see this at least I do believe that that the negative thoughts can ultimately lead to disease states yeah. and and rewiring when you understand we're all chemicals and, and what's transmitting this information. They are they're communication molecules throughout the body and they can communicate good things and yeah. bad things. You know, it's almost in a sense when you're in that moment of journaling, because one of the next one you have is meditation. They can almost be kind of together. It's like you're meditating over those good thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, when people see the word meditation, many people think of like Far Eastern philosophy, home, oh, home. No, meditation is just it's just it's thoughtful mindfulness of yeah. the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's just all about gratitude in a moment. Yeah, maybe. So I think those kind of go together. Seven and eight there. One hundred percent, Doctor Mike. Number nine, spend time in nature. So Life Extension sponsored a study looking at well the the the, the question was is what are the healthiest states. Mm-hmm. Remember we did that? Yes. Um, and one of the pillars of that study was access to open um, spaces, parks. Mm-hmm. They didn't. We specifically didn't say parks and stuff. We said open spaces because even if it's not a formal park, but it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a a field out by where you live. Mm. Having access to that nature, being mm-hmm. out, was very 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 helpful. That's very interesting. When I think about um, spending time with nature, I think about the other definition of grounding where you understand that being connected to the earth and the energy inside of the earth and, and letting that energy now penetrate our body. Yeah, you got to go barefoot. You got to go barefoot. You have to just go lay in the grass. <laughs> lay in the like we do with kids. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny about that. As kids, we were barefoot a lot. We laid and rolled in, in the grass. We were covered in mud. And, you know, I mean, yes, there are kids that deal with moose. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the, we, we don't, you don't have those same worries. Yeah. As you do when you go. So granted, life changes. I get all that. But maybe as adults, we should go roll in the mud. I think so. Just roll in the mud one day. (laughs) Right? Just realizing. It just helps you realize, hey, life. Life is there. Don't take things too serious. Come on. Get out there. Get dirty a little bit. Um, Hormones, very important. This is a simple. We, I mean, we've been talking. If if you're going to include hormone restoration or balancing as a biohack, that means you and I have been talking about this for 15, 16 years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think now we're coming back to our opening it, discussion yeah. that, that that many things that people do are considered biohacking. Think about how you can take it to the next level. Think about the testing and the retesting that may need to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, you know, whether you talk to a doctor that believes in all that, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the, the effects I'll tell of, you. of having a nice ratio of testosterone to estrogen when you're an aging man, right. um, estrogen to progesterone when you're in perimenopause and what that could feel like. Right. And we, we've seen it. We have testimonials. Well, and I, you know, that's something else, Dr. May. I think sometimes you have to put yourself in environments, in situations, go to the health food stores, go to the, the little health conference, the health talks, and you'll see people where they are living this life. Yeah, for sure. And, the difference is noticeable. Absolutely, 100%. Especially for me, I, I see it in the older men who just, for instance, take testosterone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm not, I'm not, my level's still okay, but I, when it's down, I'm taking testosterone. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, because it's a simple thing. If, if, why, if, if, if I was at my peak health performance in my mid to upper 20s mm-hmm. and my testosterone level was right, you know, high, great, yeah. why not want that when I'm 80 or 70? Sixty. Why not? Why not have that kind of optimal hormone range throughout life? Yeah. And then people say, "Oh, it's not the way it's supposed to be," and you're going to increase risk of cancer. (laughs) Oh, come on! I mean, just. I mean, everything we do, you could come on. There's nothing's perfect. Everything has a little bit of a risk. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely on board. 
with the hormones. For sure. So hopefully this was helpful for you. This is the new idea of biohacking. Basically, it's looking at data. It's looking at numbers. Yes, subjective data is very important. But when you can combine that Mm -hmm. with a number, Mm -hmm. right, and make adjustments to whatever it is, exercise, diet plan, sleep pattern, whatever, that's biohacking, right? You're optimizing your body's physiology, right? Yes. That's pretty cool. We have... um, uh, an article on this. It's lifeextension.com slash biohack, right? Yes, B-I-O-H-A-C-K, biohack. Biohack. That's at lifeextension.com slash biohack. Uh, Dr. Crystal, great show. Thank you. As Dr. always, Mike. thank you for listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. Lots and lots of um, great podcasts there. Please download, like, and share, and of course, subscribe. So you never miss a show. When you're there, it's actually the one-two punch. Mm -hmm. You give your email and you join the Live Forever's family. That includes some just really good information, up-to-date studies, whatever. You might even get a a, a notice on what biohacking is, right? I mean, it's really cool stuff. Uh, But then again, the second part is you subscribe. So you, you can always be listening to Live Foreverish. That's right. Right? That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.